Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. Ladies and gentlemen, the year of 2020 is almost finally done. And here on Southern Race Week, we're here to give you the best, the highlights, the low lights, and the best lights of everything that's going on. I am William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and setting high atop the producer's pit box to the stars is none other than the man himself, Alfie! What's going on, brother? Hello there, William. Glad to be with you yet again this week on Southern Race Week Radio. We've got another jam-packed show william and it's coming to an end it's hard to believe nascar coming to an end this weekend at phoenix we already wrapped up the season for nhra and indycar and now uh, nascar will be crowning their champions this weekend william so very excited for what's going to be taking place at phoenix it's going to be exciting stuff but we got another uh, another jam-packed show for our loyal listeners yet again this week william well i'd like to uh, again um, make sure that everyone knows that uh, we're here for you all year long. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, and of course, we'll remind you of how you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast locations. But uh, the one thing is here, folks, that when you tell us you like something, you vote for something, and you tell us you want to hear more about something, whether it's short track, indie, IRL, or NHRA or NASCAR. Uh, we're going to catch up a little bit later on with Ted Austed from Atlanta Motor Speedways and get up to speed on all the short track racing action from Nashville uh, to the Carolinas, uh, down at uh, OSP in Savannah and all parts in between. Plus, we're going to uh, also uh, catch up with uh, Doug Turnbull uh, from PRN. And uh, also, Alfie, you're going to catch up with you're going to get a chance to meet Larry Jordan, who is up for the 2020 Betty Jane Francis Humanitarian Award finalist. And uh, he is a cool kid that's doing some great things to help people with his flying skills. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. That's right. Angel Flight Soars. He's been a volunteer there for 21 years, and he's done some great work. As you mentioned, uh, recognized with uh, as a finalist in the 2020 Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award. And with that uh, finalist uh, nod, he won $25,000. And he took all of that money and, of course, gave it to the Angel Flights Soars organization. So we'll talk wow. about that. So, yeah, so that's amazing. So we'll talk about that and learn a little bit more about Angel Flight Soars and what they do to help out uh, the community and what he does. Uh, as a volunteer for this great organization as well. I'm Kelly Stavis, pit reporter for NASCAR on NBC, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie yet again bringing you another brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And, of course, this great radio broadcast is based out of the city of Atlanta, out of the great state of Georgia, the home of Atlanta Motor Speedway, and numerous, numerous short tracks. Uh, that a lot of great drivers race at. And, and even though on this show we do love focusing on those short track drivers coming up from the great state of Georgia, when we find a great story that is a Georgia story, we love to highlight those stories as well. 
here on Sunlight Street Radio, as we're about to do right now, as we have here on the Food Depot Hotline, one of the many great individuals that were nominated as a finalist for the 2020 Betty James France Humanitarian Award. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Larry Jordan! Alfred, thank you for having us. I appreciate you having us in today. Oh, Mr. Jordan, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Street Radio. And before we learn a little bit about the... Uh, the nomination, the charity you work for, what you kind of did to earn this uh, finalist nod for the Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award. I learned before we went on the airwaves here as I was kind of reading the story about you, but I didn't know this. You actually were a short track driver yourself. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your illustrious short track career? Absolutely. I'll be happy to tell you that. I was a professional motocrosser up till 19. 97, I broke my back. 98, I broke three ankles. And 99, I was pretty well done. <laughs> so I had a buddy of mine been trying to put me in a Legends car. And I was like, ah, you know, not really what I want to do. And then, lo and behold, he got out there on the track. And uh, he said, hey, you know, I qualified great. And he said, I want you to start at the rear. I said, man, but I qualified good. He said, start at the rear. And I, I love racing like a rabbit. I chased that rabbit all the <laughs> way up the front. And next thing you know, um, we graduated the trucks. We drove the super trucks. We raced all over the southeast. I mean, we raced, you know, Speed Week down in Florida, down in New Smyrna. We raced down in Pensacola. Wow. Uh, we raced all the way up to Concord. That's probably about claim to fame. We won the North-South Shootout up there at Concord. Um, we raced all over the southeast. My home track was Lanier, Lanier Speedway in Gresham Motorsports Park. And then we graduated from there and started racing the Prolate models. And um, we retired in uh, 2012. We were done done with the racing and really missed it it was a great time and a great opportunity now uh being a finalist here for this year's betty jane france humanitarian award you were awarded twenty five thousand dollars and you took that money and gave it to the organization that you volunteered for as i read here for 21 years tell us a little bit about angel flight soars and how they serve uh, the community and what you do for them well, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a give-back story, if you will. You know, in 1997, if you go and watch my story, you can still see it on NASCAR Foundation and look at the Betty Jane Franks Award. I lost a daughter in 1997 to heart disease. On her third open-heart surgery, we lost her. And, uh, you know, as I told you, I'd been racing professional motocross, and I just kind of was not where I needed to be. And um, and then late 90s, I walked into an airport, you know, kind of debating on, do I want to take flying lessons, not take flying lessons? And there was a sign up there that spoke of angel flight. And I said, man, this is exactly what I need to do. So I fast-tracked it. I mean, I just went in. You know, you had to have so many hours to fly for the organization and have, have certain ratings. And, man, I just fast-tracked it. I just went in and knocked all my ratings out in no time flat, you know, bought an airplane. And next thing you know, I was like, well, I want to go farther and faster. I want to build it. Can't, I can't reach these people. You know, i got some missions that need to go to, you know, um, Virginia or somewhere, you know, a Roanoke, Virginia. I remember one in particular, and I said, man, that's just a long trip, that little single engine. So I said, I want to fly a twin. So the next thing you know, I'm flash tracking to get my multi-engine instrument. Next thing you know, I got a twin-engine airplane, and I'm doing all them missions. So, you know, mine was a give back, you know, just being able to go back. I can never get my daughter back, but however, I can provide other people hope for their child. And that's what Angel Flight does. You know, we're Angel Flight source. We, we put wings below our pilots, and our pilots put wings on our patients. And that's just what we do. 
we just give them a little piece of hope. You know, they're already struggling with the situations they're dealing with. Obviously, there's not treatment where they live. We're taking them to get treatment where they can be treated and get the best care that they can, and we, and we bridge that gap. And there's no cost to the to the end user. There's nothing for the patient. We don't charge them anything at all. Our pilots donate their time, their airplane. Everything is out of the goodness of their hearts. And, and that's our sole goal. You know, my goal is to give back, but other pilots as well, is just to give somebody a little bit of hope. You know, just give somebody just a little piece of hope when they're already in a struggling situation with a loved one, you know, suffering from whatever illness it is. And then, you know, hey, Alfred, you know as well as I do, forget healthcare costs, yeah. but just getting stuff done is very expensive. And, you know, people can't afford to be off of work, you know, because they need that money to pay the medical bills. Well, they got things compounding because they have to be off of work. Well, we minimize that time. We get them to the care that they need and try to get them back home as quick as they can to, A, they're not suffering on the road with, with whatever treatment or illness they're dealing with. And also, they're not missing time away from work and struggling with that as well. So, man, it's just, it's more than just a twofold. It's a book just full of good things that Angel Flight does and the people that we do it for. Speaking with Larry Jordan here on Southern Race Week Radio, we mentioned you are from the great state of Georgia. So tell us a little bit about your story from Georgia here. Where did you grow up, raised? Absolutely, Alfred. I grew up in Lilburn, Georgia, moved out to Jackson County, and we live out in Houston, Georgia now. Love it out there. Lanier National Speedway, former Lanier National Speedway, was seven miles from my house. Turned around and go 11 miles the other way was Gresham Motorsports Park. I was between two of the finest racetracks in my backyard. I mean, I was set up for failure to be a driver. I mean, I was, it was there ready to be done. So for years, we ran the, you know, fortunately for me with the sponsors that we had, we ran the Angel Flight logo on the truck and cars every year that I ever raced. I mean, we always had Angel Flight on everything we did. And it brought a lot of awareness, and it gave me a platform to talk about it. One funny story, Alfred, is we had a, a little unfortunate accident on the front straightaway at Lanier National Speedway, and I flipped the truck, and I was sliding backwards down the front straightaway, upside down. And, you know, you got eight or ten people on the radio at any given time. You got your spotter, you got your crew chief, and you got family members that may have a radio and different personnel that helps you with tire changers. And immediately when, when I realized what was going on upside down, sliding, grinding, you know, the <laughs> down the front straightaway, I keyed up the mic. And the whole time I was sliding, it seemed like it was forever, but it wasn't that far. It was a little three-eighths mile track. And I'm telling everybody, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then when I got ready to exit the car and the car had stopped, I clicked the and I was still holding the mic down. I said, all right, guys, I'm going to get out. I'm okay. And, you know, the first thing that happens when you, you're upside down and you unbuckle, you hit, the, you hit the ceiling. You just fall. Right. And everybody's standing up on the fence at Lanier National Speedway, and they're staring at me what the heck's going on? And I crawl out of the car, angel flight truck it is. And I looked at him, I said, I told him that darn thing wouldn't fly. <laughs> and we just ran with that joke for a long time. And, and anytime, you know, it kind of went off from there. If we had an unfortunate incident, everybody would, you know, kind of give me a little bit of hard time about that. But you know, the, the, the promoters, you know, for years, the promoters were good to me. Stan Nerson was the general manager up at yeah. International Speedway. He took care of me. Um, you know, had a couple different promoters. You know, Mickey was up there uh, when it was uh, Peach State, and then Mr. Dan Elliott was just awesome with us with the whole Elliott Fanny family. They're just they've been great to us for years up there at Gresham Motorsports Park and doing everything to help get our name out there and stand behind us all the way through. They they were just phenomenal. You know, the community has has been great. I'd been struggling with getting a cabin class airplane and just couldn't make sense of buying it or not buying it. Is it more of a need or more of a want? Because we can move the whole crew down to to races quickly in a cabin class and, and, and I finally made up my mind. This is what I need to do. I felt like that's what I was led to do that what God said me I needed to do. And lo and behold, I didn't have that airplane 45 days 
and there was a family up in Gainesville, Georgia, which is the next community to mine. And it was a um, great family. It was an uh, African-American grandfather with two grandchildren, and he was taking a shower, and the house caught on fire. And he never meant for anything to happen, but both of the children burned. And, mm. you know, one went to Grady and one went to the Shriners Hospital. And um, I remember that Sunday very specifically because it was a very somber moment. They just had buried their one child that was at Grady, and they, were, they had not been to the Shriners Hospital up in Ohio, Cincinnati, to see their other child. And, I mean, they were just – I saw their faces when they came in. The family was with them. They were dropping them. Just real heartfelt people just really struggling with losing a child and not really knowing what the situation was with the other child. And I started head counting, Alfred, and I started head counting, and I looked at everybody. Before they could make a decision where they were scared to fly, prepared to fly, not prepared to fly, I said, hey, guys. I said, I got some business in Cincinnati today. I said, I got enough seats for all of you. Let's jump in the airplane, and let's go up there. And, let's, and, and everybody can visit, and we'll come home whenever it's ready because I got, I got a lot of stuff I need to do up there. And, and I had one mission up there, and that was the only mission I had was doing Angel Flight's work. That wasn't my work. That was Angel Flight's work. And that was putting hope in wings below people that were already struggling with the situation. So, you know, the community has, has been great. It's been great being able to take care of my community. But once again, Alfred, you know, putting the word out there for Angel Flight, and that's why I ran it on the car for years. You know, it was all over Florida. It's been up in the Carolinas. It's been over in Alabama. If I can get one person a little bit of hope from this radio conversation that didn't know that we exist, and maybe six months, it could be six days, it could be six years, and they have a situation, that's all I'm after is getting that one person and giving them a little bit of hope and realize that there's somebody out there that cares about them and loves their family, and we can do something for them. Uh, I'm so glad we have the opportunity to get you on and learn, and, and hopefully for our listeners who might not know, learn a little bit more about angel flight soars and 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 what you do for a lot of great families out there now if our listeners uh maybe want to keep up or, or follow along maybe make a donation or learn a little bit more about the organization itself uh, where can they go to uh, get info absolutely they go to angelflightsource.org we're right here based out of pdk shamley georgia man you know we we got lots of opportunities there we'd love to have your money we'd love to have your help if you want to you know it's very infectious i i challenge people don't come if you don't want to be part of it Right. I mean, when you you get to wrap your arms around these people and see the love that come out of them and the opportunity to give them some hope, we need ground angels. You know, we have several events a year. This coming Monday, we got a um, charity sport and clay event. Our biggest event every year is Chateau Alain. We packed two courses. We packed them too deep before, you know, two foursomes on every hole up there at Chateau Alain before. We do that every year as well. You can go on our website, angelflightsource.org. You know, get involved. If you want to get involved as, as uh, you know, an earth angel, we'd love to have you. If you're a pilot, Sign up. I'll fly with you anytime. Um, if you want to donate, donate. But if you want to take part of the, either the sporting clay or the golf tournament, we'd love to have you there. You know, just whatever you need to do. I'm available there as well. As well. If you know, if you got any questions to follow up with me, don't hesitate to call Angel Flight directly and leave a message for me, and I will get back with you. Larry Jordan, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week uh, on Southern Race Week Radio, and uh, good luck with everything that you and you guys do. And um, continued success and hopefully we can catch back with you down the road and continued success and hopefully we can catch back with you down the road and and keep up with what you guys are, are doing alfred it would not be possible without you and i thank you for the opportunity i appreciate you having me on the show 
And thank you for the listeners for taking the time to listen to me. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the Executive Director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame and pet reporter for the Motor Racing Network, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hey, race fans, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week. On the show, every single weekend and week out, we talk about the grassroots of racing and where the fun happens every weekend and week out. And we turn to one guy to give us all the details live from Atlanta Motor Speedway's events and happenings and promoted from the the the, the vending machines. Ted Madman all stand. Ted. First, or, hey, congratulations on on your promotion, man. Well, thanks, thanks. I I, I was unaware of it. I, I did not get the email that, that you have received. But, oh, oh. Uh, but thank you. Up in Nashville this past weekend, tell them the scary racing at Halloween up in Nashville. <laughs> Yo, uh, probably one of the crown jewel events for asphalt uh, short track racing. Uh, the All-American 400 took place at the legendary Nashville Fairground Speedway. And Georgia boy Casey Roderick brought home the victory. Uh, Derek Thorne looked like he was going to be the man to beat for uh, the first two-thirds of the race. He dominated it. In fact, he led 202 of the 204 laps that, that ran before he got tangled up uh, on a restart with uh, Carson Holfell. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's kind of a strange-looking name. But anyway, is uh, they tangled up in turn one, and unfortunately, his thorn ended up back in his car into the turn one fence, uh, ending his day and his domination. That opened up the door for Casey Roderick. Uh, the Georgia Hot Shoe held off another Georgia driver, Chandler Smith, uh, to win the Crown Jewel event for Asphalt Super Late Model Racing. The win also snapped Roderick's uh, winless streak that had reached over two years. Hard to believe that Casey Roderick had not picked up a feature victory in two years. The last time he had won was a Blizzard Series race down at Five Flags, uh, but back into victory lane and, and uh, not a more fitting uh, end to the uh, Southern Super Series uh season than to have Casey Roderick in victory lane at the All-American 400. Smith ended up coming home in the number two spot. Stephen Nays uh, finished in the show position third place. That was also good enough for Nays to claim the Southern Super Series title for 2020. So uh, a good a good run for a couple of Georgia drivers and uh, good to see Casey Roderick back in the victory lane, especially at the Nashville All-American 400. Ted, uh, not only did the asphalt boys get to have a lot of fun this past weekend, but the dirt track boys had fun up in uh, the Carolinas. Yeah, it was the uh, Short Track World Championships that took place at the dirt track at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Um, this was kind of the the other divisions, the super late models and the uh, sprint cars. Of course, they they're, they participated and had their their big week uh, Wednesday and Thursday of this past week. Uh, we'll have some more results and stuff and what's all happened on that next week as we kind of get everything uh, uh, panned out. Um, but uh, last weekend is the Short Track World Championships took place. John Ruggiero Jr. Uh, held off uh, Kyle Bronson in a, a really good race for the Crate Late Models up there at the four-tenths mile dirt track. Uh, Fifty-one uh, Crate Late Model cars were in the house for, for that race. Brian Mullis won the 602 Late Model Sportsman Series race. There were 58 cars that uh, were signed in for uh, for the Short Track World Championship. So just with those two classes, almost uh, 110 cars um, packed into 
into the pit area uh, for uh, the dirt track. And like I said, as the World Finals taking place Wednesday, Thursday was originally scheduled for this weekend, um, but because of COVID and because uh, of some other uh, under uh, underlying reasons with the speedway, is they moved it to a Wednesday, Thursday. Nobody in the grandstands. It's going to be the pit area, socially distanced, and everything. So they will decide the the late models as well as the uh, sprint cars uh, Wednesday and Thursday night uh, this past week. Uh, in fact, Kyle Larson uh, ran both of the races. Uh, Donnie Schatz won both or ran both of the races as well, uh, running in the late models and the sprint cars. Uh, but we'll recap all that next week. Some news coming out of Savannah, Georgia area with uh, OSP. My old stomping grounds down in Savannah, Oglethorpe Speedway Park, uh, still running races on, on the weekly basis because of trying to make up some lost ground as they opened up so late into the season with the with the COVID pandemic and everything like that. To finally open back up, they had a really cool show down there. They had cars, candy, Halloween costumes, a good crowd on hand. Kids had a good time. Uh, and Andrew Stone won uh, for the second straight week in the Gladiator Division, which is their kind of their new, it's, a, it's an offspring of a late model. Uh, it's a crate engine type of class. It's really kind of cool what they developed down there, and they call it the Gladiator Division. Anyway, Andrew Stone won for the second straight week, and Andrew is the son of Andy Stone. Andy's the promoter down there, been operating the Speedway for several years, um, kind of took it over after his dad uh, got older, and then they eventually passed away here a few years ago. Um, but Andy's still the promoter down there, and good to see that his uh, son Andrew has kind of fallen into his father's footsteps as Andy was a heck of a driver in his day as well, competing there on the dirt track at Oglethorpe, as well as some ARCA races down at Daytona and, and here in Atlanta and stuff like that. So good to see Andrew Stone uh, picking up a victory, and good to see Oglethorpe Speedway Park doing well down there in Savannah. Ted, let's talk about some big uh, special events coming up uh, over the next couple weekends. Yeah, well, this weekend is uh, the National 100. It's the 46th annual National 100 taking place down at East Alabama Motor Speedway. Billy Thomas uh, operating the Speedway. It's been in his family's uh, since the day it was it was built. His daddy built the place. He's been running it for several years. Unfortunately, this weekend, Billy's having some health issues, uh, so we all send out our prayers and thoughts uh, to Billy and, and uh, to get to get healthy again. Uh, but his daughter, Megan, is actually going to operate the 46th annual National 100. She's been doing a good job of it here the past couple of weeks um sounds like the, the 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 enthusiasm has been building for this weekend but 11 different divisions will run uh all the way from thursday all the way through sunday and uh fifteen thousand dollars paid to the uh super late model winner on sunday afternoon so a, a big a big show at east alabama motor speedway the 46th annual uh national 100 couple weeks from this weekend on Snowy Raceway, it's the Showdown Makeup Race. Uh, we talked about it here a couple weeks ago that the Showdown uh, Saturday night portion at Snowy Raceway was rained out. Um, that'll be made up on Saturday, November the 21st. That one is headlined by the Billy Clanton Classic and uh, the Schaefer's Oil Fall Nationals uh, race that'll take place for the super late models. Uh, Schaefer's Oil Fall Nationals fallen victim to rain the past couple of weeks as not only did the loose Sonoy Raceway a couple of weeks ago, but they lost with Raceway this past weekend. That one also being rescheduled for later on in November. Cochrane Motor Speedway, they're getting ready to go for their annual Gobbler 100 weekend. That'll take place obviously Thanksgiving weekend, November 26, 27, and 28. That will be highlighted by a $20,000 to win super late models. And of course, Five Flag Speedway getting ready for the Snowball Derby, probably the biggest asphalt uh, short track race in the country. That takes place Five Flag Speedway, Pensacola, Florida, December 4 
five, and six. Those are just a few of the events that people need to mark on the calendar if they want to see really good and a lot of cars short track racing. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie yet again bringing you another brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as this championship week at Phoenix as the Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and Cup Series will be crowning their champions for 2020. Of course, NHRA and IndyCar have wrapped up their seasons, and now it's time for NASCAR to put the finishing touches on this uh, crazy 2020 COVID NASCAR season and to break down the championship four and give us a little bit of his thoughts on this crazy 2020 NASCAR season campaign. We head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in one of the many turn announcers for the Performance Racing Network. Also a great podcast as well that delivers some great NASCAR news and knowledge as well. Let's welcome in also from Atlanta, part of the WSB Triple Traffic Team. It's Mr. Doug Turnbull. <laughs> oh man, it's great, great, great to be with you, Alfred. There, I, I hope Doug Rice gets the, the same kind of intro. Oh. He certainly deserves it too. Our brother at PRN. So, <laughs> hey, if you're here from you, man, appreciate the time you take to. Uh, breakdown and give us the latest in NASCAR news and and knowledge. And, and before we talk about the championship four and Phoenix uh, this upcoming weekend, as we mentioned in the open there, this crazy year 2020 for the NASCAR season with COVID-19 taking a pause, changes in race dates, uh, court road courses at uh, at Daytona and Indy, uh, midweek races, uh, doubleheader weekends, so much going on. So for you, Doug Turnbull, turn announcer for the Performance Racing Network, what was for you one of the the big highlights and one of the things you might take away from this uh, chaotic 2020 season. Well, thanks for having me on and, and for asking. And I think, look, it, it, think about this. Let's rewind. The Daytona 500, it was the dawn of a new season. And the Daytona 500 became even more amplified when we found out President Trump was going to be visiting. And they only announced that like the week of or just a few days before. And then you go through the weekend knowing all that's going to be there, all the extra protocols, it's a rare instance where a president makes a makes an appearance at a NASCAR race, and there was all that buzz, and then it gets right up to the start of the checkered flag, and it rains. So the president never sees a green flag lap, and that probably set the tone for the year. But you you go through just that race, which end, ends up getting delayed till Monday. Ryan Newman almost dies at the end of it. A terrible, just a violent wreck happened. I mean, I was standing on pit road and watched it. I got a picture of it even, and you think. My gosh, I mean, what highs and lows in just 36 hours, less than 36 hours. Yeah. And that wasn't even near the biggest story of 2020, because really the biggest story of 2020, if you think about the Daytona 500 was the microcosm maybe of what the season was, which is you get off to what you think is kind of a roaring start, and then it all comes to a halt. But then there's a a success story on the other end. Ryan Newman recovers from that wreck. And the success story in NASCAR's case, you only take nine weeks off and you somehow manage to run all 36 races of the season. And you pretty much, by by the start of the playoffs, you pretty much are back on schedule. Unbelievable that NASCAR is able to pull it off. So I think the COVID-19 scare, the protocols and how that shifted the entire sports world. And then how not only that, but then the racial justice aspect intersected with NASCAR and the sport on most accounts handled it really very beautifully. 
and was able to be an example to other sports. And another big story this season, and that's the schedule for 2021. And you go from suddenly six regular or six points-paying road course races, plus your uh, Bush Clash on the Daytona road course, make it seven, and and then you, you lose races at, at Kentucky and uh, at Chicagoland Speedway. And Michigan goes down to one race. So the 2021 schedule is a big story in 2020, and it sets us up for I think even more uh, surprise and intrigue for 2022. And also for a home track of Atlanta Motor Speedway, picking up a second race date oh, as well, which is uh, really exciting because, of course, it's a, that's a PRN radio track. So uh, we'll see you calling a couple oh, yeah. of races at Atlanta this year. So very excited about that. Yeah. We get to go to Circuit of the Americas, man. I mean, yep. so Texas Motor Speedway loses a points race. They gain an all-star race. And then SMI, the parent company, gets to promote the Circuit of the Americas race as kind of the replacement for the Texas points race. Big deal. I mean, that's really cool to get to go to a totally new track and one that's world-renowned because F1 is there. So – uh, very, very cool stuff on deck, and and I sort of felt like it, it, I know you asked me what the top story was. I felt like 2020 was a gap year. It was a year where well, we're waiting for Kyle Larson to go to free agency and all the other free agent drivers. We're waiting for the Gen Six car or the Gen Seven car, which will be 2021 now delayed to 2022. And I just hope that 20. I sort of viewed 2020 as a gap year, and I don't think anymore because of the new schedule that 2021 will be viewed that way. And certainly 2020 became not a gap year because of all these radical problems and changes that had to happen. Now, uh, Doug, if our listeners want to keep up with you, and of course you'll be live tweeting as you normally do during races on Sunday, where can they go to follow you on social media and also check out your podcast as well? For sure, at Doug Turnbull, T-U-R-N-B-U-L-L, at Doug Turnbull on Twitter is the best way. And you can find me on the other socials too, but Twitter is the one where I do a lot of the, the racing live uh, updates, you know, by, minute by minute, if you will. All right, Mr. Turnbull, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Enjoy the race on Sunday, sir, and hopefully we'll talk to you again once uh, once more before we uh, wrap up our regular season here on Southern Race Week Radio. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, good to be on with you, Alfred. Thanks for the hard work you do. Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, folks, if you are just now tuning in to this week's edition of Southern Race Week, let me tell you, you have missed a dynamic show. Once again, our producer to the stars, Alfie, Alfie, um, you've done a, 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 another stellar Emmy and Grammy award-winning performance, and I think you should be nominated for every Gabby, every uh, Georgia Broadcaster Award, every National Broadcaster Award uh, for all of your work that you do for Southern Race Week. So for that, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. You did a great job this week, Ben. Well, thank you, William. Really appreciate you. you. did a lot of the work as well, buddy. So uh, thank you so much for all you do. But, uh, yeah, another jam-packed show. Uh, Doug Turnbull from the Performance Racing Network, Ted Alstead from Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um, and then also uh, special thanks going out to uh, Larry Jordan as well, uh, finalist, uh, one of the many finalists for the 2020 Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award. And special uh, shout-out going out to the Angel Flight Source uh, for all they do to uh, – help the uh, NASCAR world and also for all they do for uh, volunteer work they do uh, flying uh, these children back and forth. Uh, so uh, just thanks to all what he does as well. Uh, next week, William, working on a couple of things, you know, NHRA finished up their season. So we're working on trying to get some special guests. I'm in communications right now with the NHRA to hopefully get Justin Ashley on. He was on with you a few weeks ago. Also, we're going to try to reach out to your personal BFF, Steve Torrance, who's been on the show. Oh, yeah. We were in time to win another championship in the NHRA series. We're going to talk to him as well. Don't forget to check out the show on, on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud podcast. It's available every uh, Monday to uh, check out on those uh, 
podcasting sites, also Facebook and uh, Twitter as well. So uh, thanks uh, for everything. Thanks for tuning in. William, appreciate you as well, my friend. You've been listening to Southern Race Week. Until then, y'all have a great one. We'll see you at a short track or super speedway near you. Thank you.